0: Definitely not the first podcast featuring a discussion of pop culture and why we think you should like what we like. You should trust us because we're librarians. I'm Anna. And I'm Aline. Every couple of weeks we get together and chat about a pop culture topic or two, what we think and how we feel. We'll end the show with our current obsessions.
1: This is episode number 99, Best of 2018. 99 episodes of Bellwether Friends on the Wall. 99 episodes of Bellwether Friends.
0: If you want to fast forward to 3 minutes and 98 <laughs> seconds, I know that's not a real time, then Ellen will be done with this song. <laughs> I'll stop singing. So, we're going to talk about some of the things that we actually liked about this year in pop culture. And... Many of the things will be items, movies, books, TV shows that we have talked about on this podcast before, but just in case you've never been here before, hi, welcome! We will link everything that we talk about in the show notes, so you don't have to, like, try to write things down as we go along if it sounds good to you. Some things we might refer you to another episode for a more detailed discussion of. I think in the case of movies, we'll probably do a more detailed discussion in the future of some of the things we're talking about. So I think we should start there with movies because we tend to go super in-depth on movies anyway.
1: We love movies here at Elle Friends HQ. H-Q.
0: <laughs> we do. We love them very much. Although we don't go to as
1: many as we used to before MoviePass went... <laughs> I was thinking about how our standoffs with MoviePass have hampered some of our movie going but i think we're still maintaining our pre-movie pass frequency yeah i agree we're still
0: attending bargain night and occasional matinee Mm -hmm. and uh we will soon do another movie advisory episode where we recap those for you so that you don't have to go see any movies you don't want to see So, what is on your best movies released in 2018 list?
1: I have seven movies and then two movie experiences. So, should I just go through them and you'll say, oh yeah, that's on my list too, or... Maybe we should go on our joint list.
0: Okay, so... Our joint number one movie experience slash movie, I think, is Black Panther... True yes. or false? <laughs> yes,
1: Black Panther. One of the things that I thought about when I was compiling my best of 2018 movies were things we've seen more than once. Mm, yeah. And we saw Black Panther three times in the movie theater, and then we bought it the day it came out, and we love Black Panther.
0: So oh, yeah. Coming in just slightly under Black Panther was Crazy Rich Asians.
1: Yes, Crazy Rich Asians, we saw twice in the theater. Correct. And we also have and purchased bought it, it the day it came out on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> and so, right under that, our top three are pretty top three ish. I would say Ocean's Eight. I think, yeah,
0: Ocean's Eight was really fun. We also have purchased a copy of Ocean's Eight, so passing the test of things that
1: we. And we watched it twice in the theater? Yes. And I watched it again on a plane.
0: You did, With yes. you sort uh-huh. of watching
1: over my shoulder while you did something else. It was so, enjoyable.
0: I knew it was going to happen.
1: Right. So that's a top three that we agree on. And then there are two that we watched more than once, or that I watched more than once, and To All the Boys I've Loved Before.
0: Yes, that was fabulous. Which was a
1: Netflix movie. We watched that twice together and loved it. And... I watched *The Spy Who Dumped Me* on a plane. Yep, I had Not long that on after my list. we had <laughs> seen it in the theater, so I don't—I didn't know if that counted for you as a as a repeat watch, but that's definitely a repeat watch for me. And then the two additional movies on my list that I don't think we've seen again or bought are *Love Simon*. And we saw it twice. Did we see it twice? Yep. Okay. So there you go. Repeat viewings, because life is short, so a repeat viewing is really an endorsement. And Insidious, The Last Key, which drove us back to watch other Insidious movies. We saw it sort of on a whim with MoviePass, and it turned out to be a really good, compelling, scary movie.
0: With humorous elements? With
1: humorous elements, with enjoyable characters, that made us go back to the franchise. I have two movies on my list that you haven't mentioned. A Simple Favor, which
0: I really enjoyed. We did have a lot of fun at that. And I would see it again. Yeah, it was good. And The Meg, which we saw with Renata, and it's possible that if we were not seeing it with Renata at a drive-in movie theater, that the experience wouldn't be as fun. But I also think that it would still be fun and it was an um, enjoyable package experience.
1: Yeah, the guy sitting next to me on the plane ride with the repeat viewings was watching The Meg, so I was kind of watching it at the same time yeah, I was, I was watching rewatching you and his Yes, as I was rewatching watching uh, Spy Who Dumped Me and Ocean's 8. So, The Meg is on my top movie experiences what a segue list I pr- provided you. you did thank you so much because we saw it with Renata at a drive-in theater where we could yell at it through the whole movie and that was a lot of fun and the other movie on my movie going experiences list was going to see skyscraper with my mom right. when she was visiting this summer Right. and watching a movie starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson who we all love my mom Anna and me and having it be a silly, thrillery, adventure, action movie, and hearing my mom say, oh, please, repeatedly, which we've already (laughs) talked about on the podcast, was really enjoyable. And so that is sort of my summation of movies in 2018. Did you have other stuff on your list? No,
0: that was it. I have a few things that we haven't gotten around to yet that I would like to see. Me too. Can You Ever Forgive Me with Melissa McCarthy...
1: Yes, we... Because I read
0: that um, Autostraddle article about it, and that made me want to see it. Me too. And The Favorite, which I think we will probably try and squeeze in, I don't know, Christmas Eve morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll try to squeeze it in sometime over the next week.
0: And The Wife, which I had wanted to see, Glenn Close and... what's his name? I just, I don't know why I want to see that one... Jonathan Price? Maybe. I'm not sure why, but or I Or is still it Richard E. Grant? It.
1: It's one of those. No, guys. it's not Richard E. Grant. Okay.
0: That's, he's in Canyon River, forgive me, I think. Right, right. Anyway, so those are the three that when I was scrolling through lists of top movies, I was like, oh, I
1: did, I still want to see those. Right. And I also want to see Mary Queen of Scots. You are Mary Queen of Scots! Okay. Man. So, no. Um, <laughs> maybe not. And. We are going to see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse momentarily. Yeah, so that's so that's, okay, that's there already been taken care of. And I have Mary Poppins returns. Yes, there too. Which Mostly,
0: I was thinking about things that we that are not in the theater anymore that we planned to see before Movie Pass <laughs> died on us, like The Wife and Can You Ever Forgive Me? And right things that are forthcoming at the end of December here. I assume we're still going right. to see.
1: Well, I just was I know that we're looking forward with some of our conversation today. So I thought I'd mention that. I did not scroll into movies coming up in twenty nineteen. Do you right. have other things on your No, I, I
0: didn't go too far ahead.
1: Coming I up. I mostly list? went ahead
0: in books, not Right. I've got at the end of this year, Aquaman. Yeah. We will eventually see Creed Two when we see after
1: we see Creed. One, <laughs> and we will cover our faces and/or fast forward m- through fight scenes because we're mostly here for Tessa Thompson. Right.
0: Well, we'll pro- we may see on the basis of sex, which is about R B G. Yes, with is it Felicity Jones playing her uh, something like that, and we may go see Holmes and Watson with Will, <laughs> will Farrell and John C. Riley. <sighs> That'll be so a combination. Just, so if you notice, this is my 2018 movies, and then there's just a blank under 2019
1: movies because
0: apparently they don't exist. I don't
1: know. Okay. What is our next topic? We can go to TV. Okay. You do our shared our <laughs> best shared, Okay, TVs. so Killing Eve, oh, I yes. think we,
0: we don't spend a lot of time binging television shows because we don't have a lot of time to do that. But we made an
1: exception for Killing Eve, and we watched it in the way that we can binge in our lives, which is a few episodes, a couple episodes a night over the course of a week. Yes,
0: and same goes with She-Ra, which we watched in two to three sittings with little G.
1: Yes, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power.
0: And we did the same thing with One Day at a Time, the second season of One Day at a Time, which was a long time ago now, but it was still in this year.
1: <laughs> yes, it was. And we are really excited for season three, which has been reported.
0: Right. The Good Place was the winner of our What to Watch Next TV bracket back in March, and we blazed our way through the first season and then the second season, which I don't think we would have done if we hadn't really enjoyed it. Now we haven't gotten into the third season yet because of reasons. It's probably easier for us to just wait till it's done and then watch our way through it than like wait for episodes to come. So there is a new show that we
1: have added to the DVR and that we have been catching up on every single week. We watch this show. As soon as the DVR is done recording, because we like it so much. This is true. And that is FBI.
0: FBI.
1: Brought to you by Dick Wolf. Yes, it's it's great. It's a crime procedural. It's got characters you're interested in. It seems pretty inclusive. It has interesting crimes that aren't...
0: They're not all about terrorism. There's
1: a certain chunk of
0: that, but it's not like... This a percentage of NCAS Los Angeles, a high percentage has to do with like Afghanistan and terrorism. It's right. It's like eighty percent or something. Right. This feels more like a
1: forty percent. Well, and I haven't scored the percentages, but I have really appreciated that they weren't all crimes against women. Yes. <laughs> Which I am true. a long time procedural crime drama viewer. I watch Law & Order SVU. I have all 20 seasons of Law & Order on DVD over there. Thank you very much. (laughs) I started watching my way through all of Criminal Minds on Netflix. That's the thing that I watch when I'm folding laundry when you're not home. And I am grateful to have a female-led cast and team in this crime drama that has a lot of stuff going on that is not just beating up and murdering ladies.
0: Yeah, there are some familiar faces in FBI. And, you know, if you're looking for a procedural that's set in New York, but it's not a Law and Order franchise, FBI is there for you. Thanks, Dick Wolf. I want to mention briefly Black Lightning as a continuing Obsession. I think it started in 2017 and 2018, but it's back. It's good. It's good. We like it. It's the best of the superhero crop of shows along with Supergirl. Here at BFHQ, we do not subscribe to Amazon services or purchase Amazon things, but we happen to be with some people who have access to Amazon and we watched a very English scandal with them at their suggestion and it was
1: weirdly enjoyable <laughs> it was really good it was based on a book that was written about a english politician who was stealthily and criminally gay yeah for most of his career and he was played by Hugh, Grant. by Hugh Grant, very well, and it was it was good, and it was it's three one hour episodes, so it's basically a long movie if you were to s- sit down and watch it all night. So I also have on my list the new Doctor Who, which we've been watching with Little G,
0: which also is inclusive and fun, and I really like the new Doctor. I'm sorry that the kerblam robots caused Little G. <laughs> To not be able to sleep. So it was a little scary at times. But I think that's that's just Doctor Who. Once once in a while something will hit a nerve. Right. Is that everything on your list? No, I have one more. Okay. I have the live production of Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, that was starring so John good. Legend. <laughs> it was so good. Yes, Jesus. It was very good. We have watched Many of the live musical performances that have been airing on the major networks, and this was
1: one of the best ones for sure. So the only other television thing I have on my list is Hannah Gadsby's Nanette. Oh, yes. Which, I put a Netflix movie in the movie list, but I put this in the TV list, and it is a Netflix performance that Hannah Gadsby, if you haven't heard of her, is... A comedian, and she wrote and performed this extremely personal, not comic piece that captured a lot of our attentions in this year and has rocketed her to the forefront of her art and is probably keeping her doing stand up type performances longer than she intended. The show was to be a farewell, and it really got a lot of us. And we've talked about it before on on the podcast, so I won't talk about it any longer, but I wanted to include it. Things that are
0: on the top of my list that we haven't seen yet, which will percolate into our next What to Watch Next bracket in March, coming right up, are Pose, the Ryan Murphy show about uh, drag culture in New York, and... Insecure season two or season three, I think they're on now. We, Both. Got, we really like the first season. And yep. We want to keep watching Insecure. Vita, which I think airs on Stars, and I don't know too much about, but every time I read about it, I'm like, yes, I want to watch that. And Howard's End, the miniseries featuring Haley Atwell. Oh yeah. <laughs> as one of the Schlegel sisters, so that is on my TV list.
1: I am really looking forward to more Killing Eve and more The Good Place and more One Day at a Time, and I learned just a few weeks ago that the YA novel Trinkets by Kirsten Smith is being adapted as a Netflix series, and it's about teen shoplifting ladies, and... I look forward to seeing it. I am a longtime fan of Kirsten Smith's work. One might say lifelong (laughs) fan. And she wrote 10 Things I Hate About You and Legally Blonde, among other things. And she wrote a teen novel in verse called The Geography of Girlhood. And she wrote Trinkets. And she has mostly been a film writer, other than that. Plus Misfit City. Oh, right. She wrote Misfit City as well. <laughs> I think we
0: should move briefly to music, and then we'll get to books and other.
1: Yeah, I think music will be short. So we want to get time to be, books. <laughs> right. Music will be
0: short because we don't go out of our way to discover new music. And it might be that we're in our 40s, or it might be that it just doesn't happen in the way it used to. But... If someone plays something for me, I will listen to it. But if someone sends me a link to something, I will not click on it.
1: <laughs> the, we're talking to you, Twitter. Right. <laughs> but you, you also listen to live radio. You listen, I do. You listen but to live top radio. Pick up
0: as, like, I
1: don't pick up as much as I used to, I feel like. Okay. Well, you pick up a lot more than I have done for the last 20 years. True. So I, I just wanted to mention that because it is something that you do and something that happens. We have musicians that we appreciate right. who we listen to when new stuff comes out because we learn about stuff from our Twitter-verse.
0: For example, Carly Rae Jetson is a longtime obsession of this podcast. Yes. And uh, her recent single, Party for One, is the official musicals. Obsession of
1: 2018. (laughs) Here at BFHQ. Yes, it is. Followed closely by Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. Right. Uh, And they came out like the same week.
0: Yeah, that was a a very productive time. And it was a recent time.
1: What do you have else on your list? It's a short one, but I have Janelle Monae's Pink. Yes. Which we loved and have on our musical obsession list already. As well as The Hamilton Polka by Weird Al Yankovic. You and The Hamilton which Polka. Which I love. When I play it, I am so happy. You are. And it's true. I think that counts. And the last thing on my musical list is the entire Crazy Rich Asian soundtrack. We put four or five songs on our Musical <laughs> Obsessions playlist when the movie came out. And every time I think about them or listen to them, I am compelled by the creativity of the work that went into it. And I think that I I love mixtapes and film soundtracks as a genre. Yes. And this is a really good one.
0: So I took this as the opportunity to look at a bunch of best songs of the year, best album of the year list, and I made a list of things for us to try and see if we like. Cool. And so first on my list is bts's fake love so bts is the korean supergroup, i guess that is all the rage right now such the rage that a teen girl came to me and asked for books about bts and we had multiple bts books that we have purchased for the library and that's great good job you right so it wasn't me but so they have a song called fake love i don't know what it's about probably fake love then Janelle Monae has a song called Make Me Feel, which was mentioned very often. Presumably it's on the same album as Pink. I know we listened to that album a few times, but not with, not mindfully, just sort of like put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, Hayley Kiyoko has a song called Curious.
1: Oh, are you curious, she's, Hayley?
0: She's embracing her queer pop icon status. There's a song by Cardi B called I Like It. There's a song by the 1975 called "Love It If We Made It." I, I think we need to dig into the 1975. Yes, and then there are there's a new album by C- Casey Musgraves, which multiple songs were on multiple lists. We need to dig album. into
1: Casey Musgraves as well.
0: Yes, and so other potential artists are Mitski, Christine and the Queens, and Boy Genius, which
1: is one word lowercase. <laughs> Okay. I look forward to you placing those in your ears in front of my ears.
0: (laughs) I'm going to try. So I probably will make us a playlist on Spotify and then I'll force us to listen to it in the car.
1: Great. We've got a road trip coming up, so that'll work. That was the music stuff. Do we want to do other before books or do we want to do other before books? books? Uh, Okay. A shared top experience. Of 2018 was in October when we went to see Hamilton on stage in New York. I think that was one of my top life experiences. I don't like to value certain things (laughs) over others. But I think that was really a top experience of my life.
0: I also appreciated in 2018, I feel like we went to see a lot of live orchestral music suddenly. And that as a whole was like really great. And we've committed via the purchase of tickets (laughs) to several more uh, concerts in the upcoming year. And that makes me really happy. And also supporting local arts organizations is nice.
1: Yeah, I think it's great. And We've got symphony concerts on the calendar, and I think that frees my brain up to think about other stuff. I just learned about something at work today that I missed over the weekend, and I thought I need to figure out how to get on more of these lists so that I'm aware of stuff that's coming up because there are a lot of arts organizations large and small in our region that I just don't even know the name of them to right, track them right. down. And so I'll we'll do
0: more of that. Right. And I have I have seen a play or two in this region but I haven't gone out of my way to figure out who are the people putting on plays and <laughs> what kinds of plays are they putting on. I spent a lot of my teenage and early college years going to see plays at the university. And with my family, and like Long Day's Journey Tonight or The Seagull or whatever, you know, like canon plays. And I am sure UMass has a theater department.
1: (laughs) I'm sure they do. I'm sure they forced them to put on plays. Well, Smith has a theater department. And we've seen a couple
0: there. Yes. So So, uh, maybe this will free us up to like. Identify other cultural areas that we want to cultivate,
1: or maybe we'll just be like, well, we have symphony tickets,
0: we're all so we're good.
1: (laughs) That's possible. I just have a couple of other things on my other top things of 2018 list. One of them is there were two royal weddings, (laughs) and I missed one of them because we were out of town. So when I remembered it was happening, so I wasn't able to DVR it, but I. I enjoyed watching the coverage of Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan's wedding and Anna's accommodation of that. She got up early with me, and you know, we sat around and drank tea and watched the pregame and the post game, and it was very fun. And the other thing that I have on my list is we went to Seattle for four days at the beginning of November, and it was a super whirlwind trip, and as part of the trip, I emailed and Facebooked a bunch of my friends and said, hey, I'm going to be in Seattle for about ten minutes, but I'm going to be at this bar this evening, and... More than 20 of my friends showed up, and they, some, many of them got to meet Anna for the first time, and many of them knew each other and were able to chat with each other, and I got to see people and hug people and connect with people who I don't see living on this side of the country, and it was a real treat.
0: I am going to go ahead and um, focus briefly on our renewed commitment to eating Walker's shortbread on a daily basis. <laughs> Because I feel that 2018 has really been the year of making sure that we eat shortbread almost every day. You're right. So, thank you, Walker Shortbread, podcast sponsor that we wish we had.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank you, giant Costco or BJ's tin (laughs) Tin. of Walker Shortbread that renders it nearly affordable. Right? So, you know, you get up, you make your tea
0: you have a little shortbread biscuit and that enables you to make it to 10 (laughs) a.m at which point hopefully you put in place some measure to continue through
1: the day maybe you've eaten a granola bar if you're at work maybe you've properly made a breakfast if you're at home right yes this is good i appreciate it too i have a million books so you should probably go first so is that it for your
0: other am i supposed to have more others Oh, now, well, I, I mean, mean Hamilton that, and Walker's
1: Shortbread are adequate, Right, yes. and, you know, Italian soda I've already mentioned as right, an obsession. Right, right. Okay, great. So my book list is real short. I'm going to refer everyone all over the world to hashtag LibFaves18, which is a Twitter hashtag wherein librarians across Twitter started on December 10th to do 10 days posting a title a day of their favorite reads published in 2018, and it's a lot of fun. I kept my list entirely to romance, which was sort of fun too, but also left out some interesting things. I also don't only read things that were published this year, so I'm sticking to that in my mentions, And I'm going to mention Broken Ice by Matt Goldman, which was the second Nils Shapiro novel. These are great. I talk about them too much. I will also let you know about Are You Ready to Hatch an Unusual Chicken, which is Kelly Jones' follow-up to Unusual Chickens for the Exceptional Poultry Farmer, a charming, charming epistolary middle-grade novel. Are You Ready to Hatch an Unusual Chicken continues the charm, the epistle, and (laughs) all of the interesting characters and inclusivity, plus tiny baby unusual chickens, one of which breathes fire. Thwip! Oh my gosh, it's so cute. We just finished reading it with Little G this last week, and it was top of the list. And then I'm also going to mention My Life as a Goddess by Guy Branham, which is a memoir. The audiobook is read by Guy himself, and I like to read and listen to memoirs read by the author, and I'm mostly interested in women and their journeys, and Guy is a gay man who I'm interested in his That's journey. It's. <laughs> Please write to Anna at Helga Grace. <laughs> so that is, I'm probably going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With a lot of your books. But I free you up to, oh, we didn't talk about the music we're looking, I didn't talk about the music I'm looking forward to. So I'm going to go back and say, in the one list that I scrolled through, <laughs> there was mention of Carly Rae Jepsen having a studio album to follow up. Party for one so I am super looking forward to that happening whether it happens in 2019 or later and the books that I'm looking forward to in 2019 Matt Goldman has the third Neil Shapiro novel coming out in June it's called The Shallows I am just about to read it because I got a galley of it and you can look for my review in book list as soon as we wrap this episode up I'm gonna go upstairs and start reading it I'm ready for your books
0: Okay, so I did not quite make it to my goal of 150 books read this year, but I am getting there, even here in the last few weeks. <laughs> so when I was preparing my lib faves, there are a lot of 2018 books that got left out of a top 10. So I have a few, more than a few, to mention that I read and several that are coming out next year that I'm looking forward to. Thundercluck by Paul Tillery I.V. and Meg (laughs) Whitwer. I think that's the fourth. It is the fourth, but I like to say I.V. Okay. Is a middle grade adaptation of Norse legend in which there is a chicken with the power of Thor (laughs) named Thundercluck. Obviously. (laughs) And his Valkyrie friend... And um, it is a very enjoyable series starter that would be perfect for your middle grade or even younger child. Little G giggled his way through it, and so did I. (laughs) (laughs) I can vouch for that. Also in the younger end of what I read, The Serpent's Secret by Sayantani Dasgupta is a story based in Indian legend where there's a girl who grows up in New Jersey, but Her parents have told her her entire life that she's secretly a princess, and she is. Nice. So she gets whisked away. There are various magical things that she has to go through. I met the author at Book Expo, and I told her I really like the audiobook, and she said, great, I was the narrator. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) So I look forward to the next one of that. The Kingdom of the Blazing Phoenix by Julie C. Dow was the second of the duologies. Basically the evil queen origin story. And Kingdom of the Blazing Phoenix was her fall at the hands of her stepdaughter. So it was from the perspective of the stepdaughter. And so it's a fairy tale, but it's set in this sort of Asian world. And the princess falls in love with a... An unexpected person, and she also has a friend whose only aspiration is to become a warrior assassin lady. So it's got great characters, it's fun. Speaking of fun, <laughs> <laughs> Spell Swept is a novella by Stephanie Burgess, friend of the podcast, Stephanie. The love story, if you've read the first book of the Harwood Spellbook, her brother and sister in law are together in that. But this is the story of how they got, to, well, how they got together and how Cassandra first showed her magical powers. It was very sweet and made me want to read everything Stephanie's ever written all over again. Uh, we are currently reading *The Girl with the Dragon Heart*, which is the second book in that series with Little G, and it I am sure going to be one of the top reads of twenty eighteen. We haven't even gotten past chapter four yet. Switching gears to. Romance. Yay! I read The Neighbor by Jerry Hill, <laughs> which is about this woman who has moved in with her mother, who whose husband has died unexpectedly, and who is disabled, and, and so her daughter moves in with her, and the next-door neighbor has a big fancy house and is always having nubile young women over... And swimming in her pool, and so the neighbor lady spends her time, like, watching the antics of this middle-aged lesbian next door who never seems to have the same girl over twice. And they eventually become friends, and maybe something more. Maybe. Maybe. I also read Intercepted by Alexa Martin, which is a sports romance.
1: That's one that you told me about a lot as you read. Right?
0: Written by the actual wife of a football player. And it was... I thought it was fun and grounded, and I look forward to seeing what she does next. I listened to Pride by E.B. Zoboi, the adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, set in New York City. Bushwick. Yes. Indeed. Which uh, has a lot to do with the place. And... I recommend it to anyone that's interested in a great adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Let's see. I read two books that had been originally published in a smaller press or self-published. Rosewater by Tade Thompson is a uh, who is a Nigerian author, is a sci-fi noir <laughs> set in a dome. Around an alien that has surfaced. You really liked that one. I loved it. And Zero Sum Game by S.L. Huang is modern superhero in which her powers are basically that she can see math. <laughs> so if you, if you like math nerdery or superheroes or both, you should totally, also noir, you should totally check that one out. I'm almost done. The uh, Death of Mrs. Westaway by Ruth Ware was a good, gothic family in a mansion with secrets book. (laughs) And uh, I listened to the audiobook, and it was very atmospheric and compelling.
1: (laughs) Are you looking at your list of terms? No.
0: And last on my list here is... Treason of Hawks by Lila Bowen. Okay, so. I want, yeah, you got to talk about the whole set. I was assigned to read Treason of Hawks. It is the fourth and final book in a four book series by Lila Bowen, aka Delilah Dawson. Yes. And it is not an easily categorized series. It is set in a fantasy West. Old West, 1800s, yeah. in which there are, you know, Buffy like monsters, like vampires, there are chupacabras, there are uh, shapeshifters, there are all these people. And the main character is basically like the Slayer, who was born a girl who is half black and half Native American. And uh, she by the second book becomes he, and is a he for the rest of the books. And the series is basically about, if you have a destiny, does that mean that you have to, like, cast everything aside to pursue that destiny? What about your happiness? What about the people around you? You know, found families versus the family that, you know, was forced upon you at birth, and so on. So it's a very interesting series, and I have hardly heard anything about it. It's been well-reviewed, but it's not very popular. So if this sounds like something you would be interested in, you can probably find it at your local library still because I think we all bought it when everyone said it was good, but not that many people have talked about it. So check it out. Great. What books are you looking forward to in 2019? I've got some that you're looking forward to also. Oh, good. Thank you. We are both looking forward to The Wedding Party. Yes, and The Bride Test. By Jasmine Guillory. And The Bride Test (laughs) by Helen Huang. And we're both looking forward to Once Ghosted, Twice Shy. Oh my gosh, are we looking forward to Once Ghosted, Twice Shy? By Alyssa Cole. Likotsi's story, y'all. And I personally am looking forward to Gilded Wolves by uh, Roshni Chokshi. Which is set in a fantasy nineteenth-century Paris. She wrote Arusha and the the End of Time, and uh, but she also writes like adult N Y A stuff. So I am looking forward to especially Dragon Pearl by Yunha Lee, who writes some of my favorite adult science fiction mind bending stuff. But this is a middle grade one that is a sci fi space opera s- adapted from like. Um, The Korean Fox Legend. And uh, I'm totally going to read it to you and little G. Okay. (laughs) I am looking forward to Jade War by Fonda Lee, which is the follow-up to Jade City, which is like a magical jade mafia story in which there are rival gangs that use jade to produce magical effects. And I'm looking forward to A Million Romances uh, they're all going to be on the list that we're going to link in the show notes that uh, Book Riot provided. Thank you, Book Riot. Uh, a couple of them are The Austin Playbook, the new Lucy Parker's coming yes. in April.
1: And Duke in Disguise by Kat Sebastian. I thought of two while you were talking. Say perfect. Right? I'm here for your help. We are looking forward to Kingdom of Copper, the follow-up to City of Brass by S.A. Chakraborty. And we are also looking for the Satapur Moonstone by Sujata Massey, the follow-up to The Widows of Malabar Hill.
0: We are. I
1: had the Kingdom of Copper on my list, even. I know. I mean, I can't read your writing, especially not upside down, but (laughs) I believe you. Sure. Anything else? (sighs) I'm running out of voice, so no. Okay. Again, all of this stuff will be linked in the show notes, so you can check there if you want to follow up and fill the very end of your 2018 and beginning of your 2019 with all of our best ofs. And do you have a musical obsession, Anna?
0: I am obsessed with our Spotify 2018 playlist that they made for us, which, as Margaret was careful to point out, was is only 5 sixths of your 2018. It's not... The whole of your 2018. Otherwise, it
1: January first through October 31st. Otherwise, it
0: would have a whole lot more party for one on it. I imagine it would, because I just put that on repeat when we first got access to it, and it played it over and over again. So you asked me what song I would put on the musical obsessions playlist from our top songs of 2018. Yes. There is some overlap. I am looking through... There is Party for One. Oh, it's good. On uh, we already have that on. <laughs> we already have that on. It's probably going to be Flow Rider's Whistle if we don't have that on already. Okay, I know that we have my house on. But I'm not sure we but have I'm whistle not sure we have Because whistle. I feel like that's come up several times, and we've discovered that our cat really uh, behaves strangely when we whistle
1: at him. So... It's really cute. It's It's, uh, Bean Secretly Brown Cat will come and headbutt your mouth if you are whistling. Or put upon you and look at you in concern. (laughs) Yeah, and he also likes to knock my glasses off with a headbutt when he jumps into my lap when I'm whistling. So thank you, Bean. My musical obsession is I'm Still Standing by Elton John, which I don't think I added to the musical obsessions playlist. When we were talking about My Hard Pass, for some reason, I am associating it with that. And it is a great song that was my theme song, for those of you who remember Ally McBeal, for many years. And I have not let go of it. Whenever I hear it, I'm like, yep, 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 this still applies. So I want to put it on the Musical Obsessions playlist. Do you have a regular obsession? I do. What is your regular obsession, Anna? So we've talked before about the Peter
0: Grant mystery-slash-fantasy books by Ben Aronovich. Yes, we have. And the Rivers
1: of London series. The Rivers series. of
0: London series. and Start I Start with
1: Midnight Riot.
0: I have just gotten access to the audiobook of the latest one, Lies Sleeping. <laughs> it seems like I haven't read the previous one because I'm not sure it was made into an audiobook. But oh. that's okay. I'm just going ahead because I think it'll be months before I get access to this again. Is it It, Cobna Holdbrook-Smith? It is. Wonderful. I'm going to. He's amazing. You should listen to those. He is amazing. And I am also a little bit obsessed with just listening to audiobooks with you as we go to sleep.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we just started doing that recently, and it's pretty cool. We are falling asleep, so we're setting the sleep timer, and we are trying to make sure that we are not choosing high-stakes <laughs> material. <laughs> and right. it's working. We started with a reread, and the one we're doing now is such an old reread that I don't really remember much of it.
0: Right. But I feel like this has been a year in which you and I have read the same book
1: more than we usually do. This is true. There has been more overlap in our reading this year than usual. And, I mean, our our policy...
0: It has been and still can be that if I read a book, you don't have to read a book and vice versa. But also, I do enjoy sometimes reading the same book with you and having a conversation about it.
1: Yeah, sharing the experience is nice. My obsession, and I tweeted about this a couple of weeks ago, and it continues to be my obsession. And I anticipate it continuing to be an obsession for a long time. Is it peanut butter and chocolate? It is not peanut butter and chocolate, but I will accept gifts of peanut butter and chocolate from our listeners or you anytime that you see fit. Okay. You're tired of hearing about it, but I'm obsessed with inclusivity, particularly in end-of-year best-of lists. Oh, well, yes. And I tweeted about... I'm not tired of hearing about it. Something about, you should know that I will be scrolling through your best-of lists looking for inclusivity counts. And I am trying really hard to do a better job in my book lists and my displays and my reading and my suggestions. And I want the world to do it. I have mentioned before that Book Riot does an extraordinary job of this. And
0: you uh will find
1: a list. If you see me retweet a list... Then I have vetted it for what I consider to be a necessary level of inclusivity.:
0: Yeah, the, la- the latest library reads list was not as
1: good as the one before, right? And so keep up the good work, librarians who are making this a priority, and step up folks who aren't, and I look forward to carrying this forward. Ha) <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to continuing this in the new year and the coming years.
0: I just remembered that the sequel to Carry On by Rainbow Rowell is coming out this year, theoretically, the second Simon... And Baz And Baz. Would you be interested in reading that?
1: I, yeah, sure. I like Rainbow Rowell. I have read all of the novels that she has written. I don't know what else she has written, and I have read most of her tweets, (laughs) and I I like her, and I like her voice, and I like her characters, and I like the way she presents people in their situations.
0: Good, because I appreciated you reporting on the first one.
1: Right. Remember how mad I was about it? Well, that's why I'm asking you if you would want, if we would read the second one. Well, no, I understand the slow burn, and I just need to make sure that I'm reading something sexy alongside it (laughs) to like get out of my frustrations. (laughs) On that note, I think we made it to the end of our show. Thanks for listening. And and thanks for having us in your ears for some portion of your 2018.
0: We appreciate everyone
1: who listens to us. And we appreciate a lot of people who don't listen to right, us. Right, that's
0: fine. You can find us on Twitter at Bellwether Friends. That's a long handle.
1: It really is. We're on
0: Facebook. We're on Tumblr. If you want, you can look us up on iTunes and leave us a review.
1: That would be a great Christmas present.
0: If you celebrate Christmas,
1: we celebrate Christmas, so you can give us the present of a review on iTunes. That's true.
0: Uh, I'm Anna, and you can find me online at Helga Grace, H E L G A G R A
1: C E. I'm Aline, and you can find me on Twitter at Surly Spice, S U R L Y S P I C E.
0: Our In and Out music was provided by Julie Jurgens. You can find her on Twitter at Hi, Miss Julie, H I M I S S J U L I E. Bye.